Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. I'm so grateful that you could stop for a moment and join with us as we take a look at the book. What we're going to be focusing on today is The Passion and Prophecy. Now, The Passion, of course, is the death, burial, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Passion Week itself, starting with Jesus and his disciples coming into Jerusalem before he would be crucified about a week later, he arrived there on the Sabbath, or at least before the Sabbath on Friday, and then many events unfold. You need to understand what happened that week because it plays a key role in understanding Bible prophecy. From my five-hour audio series, The Passion and Prophecy, we're going to be looking and focusing on the Song of Songs. You might refer to that book in the Bible as the Song of Solomon. Solomon did write the book, and it is the Holy of Holies as far as the Jewish people are concerned. I'll tell you more about that in just a moment. Uh, If you would like to study with us, we'll do that, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of The Passion and Prophecy. But right now, let's listen to the study, The Song of Songs. And here it says, in that day, when there's a siege on Jerusalem, in that day when Jerusalem will be like a cup of trembling. You know that word in the Hebrew, trembling, basically talks about intoxication. And I think what it's talking about here is not talking about physical intoxication, where we would take liquid and put it into our body and become intoxicated. I do think what it's talking about here is becoming intoxicated by power. And that's exactly what's happening today. When President Clinton made his first trip to Jerusalem, 1994, I was on the tarmac as a journalist. I covered it on the tarmac at the airport, Ben-Gurion Airport, when the Air Force One arrived. He got out had a press conference, and he made a statement. I want to go to the Temple Mount. I've never been to the old city of Jerusalem. I'd like to go to the Temple Mount. Ehud Omar, who is the mayor of Jerusalem, said to the president, Mr. President, I'll be happy to be your guide. I'll take you down. As soon as he said that, Yasser Arafat went living. He ran to, he sent word to the uh, Temple Mount. They closed down the seven gates entering the Temple Mount. They locked them up. They put armed guards behind the gate. And Yasser Arafat told the most powerful leader of the most powerful nation in the world, you'll not go on the Temple Mount unless I take you there. Intoxicated with power. Do you know how long that Dome of the Rock, that gold dome building, you can see it on the cover of my Ready to Rebuild back there, that gold dome building has been there? It was put up in 691 A.D. You know how long that is? That's 1,306 years. You know how long Solomon's temple was there? From a thousand, approximately a thousand years before the birth of Christ to 586 B.C. when it was destroyed. That's a little over 414 years. Uh, They built, Zerubbabel did, the temple that became the second temple, was refurbished by Herod, and it stood from approximately 522, 520, something like that, all the way to 70 A.D. You know, you're talking about 600 years plus. You know how long the temples stood there, the two of them? Just over 1,000 years. You know how long the Dome of the Rock's been there? 1,306 years. They were intoxicated with power. And so Zechariah chapter 12, verse 2 says, 
Jerusalem will become a cup of trembling. Look what verse 3 says. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. All, the burden, all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. So we're now finding out in that day when the people of the earth gather together against Jerusalem. Now they're not surrounding Jerusalem like 14.2 says, but they are gathered together mentally, philosophically, against Jerusalem. It's going to become a burdensome stone. That's talking about a weight that is too heavy to pick up and walk with. And that is what Jerusalem has become, not only to the Jewish people, but to the Palestinians, to the Americans, a burdensome stone. You think sometime Bill Clinton would like to get rid of that burdensome stone? I mean, do you think he would like to have that quit bothering him? You think that the Israeli government would like to settle it down? Jerusalem, when you move into the final status talks, which they're trying to institute right now, man, Jerusalem is going to be the main focus of their discussions. If we've had this much difficulty between the Palestinians and the Israelis from 1993 until today, over four years getting this far, what do you think is going to happen when they start talking about Jerusalem? The Israeli government has said no way is Jerusalem going to be divided. The Palestinian government says no way or we're not going to have a state with Jerusalem as our capital. And when you have two no ways, <laughs> it becomes a burdensome stone. Zechariah 12, 2 and 3 starting to unfold before our very eyes. And then you look down Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10. Oh, look at verse 8 on the way by. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Verse 9, And it shall come to pass, in that day will I seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Verse 10, And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. And in that day, verse 11, shall there be a great mourning. By the way, keep reading. Verse 12, and the land shall mourn, every family apart, and the family of, uh, of the house of David apart, and their wives apart. Notice that. And it says again in the family of Nathan and their wives apart, the family of Levi and their wives apart. It, go, it keeps saying the wives apart. That's an interesting phrase. We'll come back to it in a moment. Look at chapter 13, verse 1. And in that day there shall be a fountain open to the house of David. Now, look over at chapter 13, and it was discussed previous by another speaker, by Elwood. Look at verse 8. And it shall come to pass that in all the land, saith the Lord, two parts therein shall be cut off and die, but the third part shall be left therein. And I will bring the third part through the fire, and will refine them as silver is refined, and will try them as gold is tried, and they shall call upon my name. I will hear them, and I will say it is my people, and they shall say the Lord is my God. Two out of every three Jews to be killed. The worst holocaust yet to come. Six million killed out of 18 million at the first holocaust. Approximately 12 to 13 million right now on the face of the earth. Eight million this time will be killed. Two out of every three. The worst holocaust. We're seeing now a progression. We're seeing chapter 12, verses 2 and 3. Jerusalem, a cup of trembling, a burdensome stone. Then we're seeing chapter 13, verses 8 and 9 and 10. The fact that two out of every three Jews will be killed. 
Now we move to chapter 14. And behold, the day of the Lord cometh, and thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. And I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. And he goes ahead to describe that, verse 3, And the Lord shall go forth and fight against those nations. And when he fought, as he, when he fought in the day of the battle, verse 4, And his feet shall stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives, which is before Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount shall cleave in the midst thereof toward the east and toward the west, and there shall be a great valley, and half the mountain shall be removed toward the north, and half shall be removed toward the south. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains. I believe that is describing the Jezreel Valley. It's known as the valley of the mountains. You have the Carmel Mountains. You have the mountains of Gilboa. You have the mountains of Tabor. You have the mountains of Mora. You have the mountains uh, of Galilee. You have the mountains of Samaria surrounding this valley. That's what it's talking about, the valley of the mountains, in my opinion. And, the, and the, its ways opened up so Antichrist false prophet and Satan who have gathered all the nations of the world shall flee from the battle of Armageddon. Talk more about that on the last session. But then look what's going to happen. It, it, I, it, see, I believe chapters 12, 13, and 14 are chronologically unfolding. I'll give more evidence of that in just a moment. Look at verse 8. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea, and half of them, that's the Dead Sea, and half of them toward the hinder sea in the summer, and the winter shall be the hinder sea, the uh, the Mediterranean, uh, but the book of Ezekiel chapter 47 talks about when the throne of God is in the temple in Jerusalem during the millennial kingdom, water flows out from under the throne, flows down to the Kidron Valley, ankle deep, continues to flow down towards the Dead Sea, it becomes waist deep, then he has to swim all the way down, and the water flows from the throne of God to the Dead Sea, and the Dead Sea, which is seven times salted in any sea in the face of the earth, is going to become fresh water. They'll lay their nets up on Engedi and do fishing there. Freshwater fishing. There's no fish in the Dead Sea. Nothing lives in the Dead Sea. But now look what's going to happen. On down to verse 16. There shall come to pass that everyone that is left of all nations shall come against Jerusalem, uh, shall even go up from year to year to worship the King, the Lord of hosts, and to keep the feast of tabernacles. Look down at verse 20. And in that day shall there be upon the bells of the horses holiness unto the Lord. Can you imagine the horses will have bells on them ringing holiness unto the Lord. In that day, I mean, we're chronologically unfolding Zechariah 12, 13, and 14. In that day, we're going to once a year go to Jerusalem to celebrate tabernacles. Every one of us going to go to Jerusalem. If you've never been, you're going then for sure, I guarantee it. Oh, by the way, now look back at chapter 12 just for a moment. Uh, this is just the beginning. I'm just setting the stage for something I want to speak to you about. This is my introduction, so get ready. Look at verse 10 of chapter 12 once again. Let me show you something. I said this is chronologically unfolding. I may be touching a nerve that maybe you don't like hearing because most prophecy teachers I know teach that when Jesus Christ steps down on the Mount of Olives, then all the Jews are going to look on him who they have pierced and mourned. Now, if you've been paying attention to what I said, I said chapter 12, 13, and 14 unfold chronologically. And if you look at chapter 12, verse 10, looking upon him who they have pierced takes place before two out of every three Jews are killed and before Jesus Christ steps down on the Mount of Olives. 
may I give a little ammunition to my thinking? I am not a Hebrew scholar nor a Greek scholar. I, I, I studied a little of each of them. Uh, the, basically, the foreign language I had the most difficult with, difficulty with when I was going to school was English. And, uh, but uh, I have been able to read other men. And I know a little bit about what things are talking about. Look at verse 10 again. And I will pour out upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and of supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced. And they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son and shall be in bitterness. You want to know something? Every verb tense in chapter 12, verse 10 is perfect. Perfect tense means action already completed. Now, if you go back to chapter 12, verses 2 and 3, verse 2, a cup of trembling, that is participle active, a continuing action. A burdensome stone, it shall become a burdensome stone, that is imperfect. Action incomplete. What I am saying to you, as, and I believe, what we're, I'm trying to understand as I try to study Zechariah, the prophet, and what he was trying to tell us, in that day, when Jerusalem becomes a burdensome stone, a cup of trembling, during that time when two out of every three Jews are being killed, by the way, Jerusalem is right now, before we get in the tribulation period, a burdensome stone and a cup of trembling. Incompleted action, continuing on. Unbroken continuity, participle active. But I think it's saying, what I think it's saying is that they are going to look upon him who they have pierced before he steps down on the Mount of Olives because of the perfect tense in that study. Now, what an exciting study that was, and I hope and pray that it will assist you in understanding what God's Word is actually telling us about the end times as it relates to that Passion Week the week that led up to the death, the burial, and then the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It has great significance prophetically. By the way, you can get your own copy of The Passion and Prophecy. It's a five-hour audio series on CD that is available. You can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. That's 877-674-3298. It's a toll-free number from across America. Or remember, you can always go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and go to the shopping mall and make your order of our series, the five-hour audio series entitled The Passion and Prophecy. I'm Jimmy DeYoung, and let me thank you one more time for joining us as we take a look at the book. You know, as we continue to study through God's prophetic passages, we become more and more aware every single day that the rapture of the church can happen that day, when Jesus will shout, the archangel will shout, the trump of God will sound, and we'll be caught up to be with him forevermore. What a glorious day that is going to be. And by the way, having said that, 
there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...